ha 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 how do you make the worst french canadian zombie film you have ever seen well you we are about to find out <laughs> on another episode of the pod people and it's a rainy day here in milwaukee wisconsin and we watched a, a suitably uh bleak dour boring slog of a fucking movie about five minutes ago yeah. uh so we're just gonna jump right into that aren't we yeah. i'm matisse van rossum and it's also ben and eugene are here too Ooh, yes we're talking about ravenous the second worst thing to come out of quebec since quebecians <laughs> just the citizens of that region this is and this is not to be confused with the 1999 uh horror thriller ravenous what uh, yeah, about like the, the dude who eats people in the Civil War. I've never seen it, but I've, I've heard, heard it's, it's much better. I've heard it's good. Sounds exciting. Yeah, but, yeah. but no. In, instead, we're talking about the uh, 2017 French Canadian Ravenous that we just uh, happened to stumble across on Netflix and it, thought it looked interesting. Yes, I New am... release in America came out on March 2nd on Netflix in the U.S. Yeah, it's uh, pretty a... pretty new on Netflix, yeah. and uh, I mean. The trailer looked interesting. Oh, I'm a, and and uh, particularly me, I'm a huge zombie fan, so I was sort of pushing for us to watch this because I thought, like, hey, Netflix zombie movie? Like, I think that overall, I've been really impressed by a lot of the stuff Netflix has been doing. Certainly, they have their flops, like Cloverfield, Paradox, and... I was looking at it positively, and it even had good reviews, so coming into this, I thought, well... I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah, I mean, I thought the trailer looked interesting. I came into it with a totally open mind. I came into it expecting to enjoy it. Yeah, for people who don't know about it, it is about... Um, what well, is it about? Because yeah. if you're going <laughs> to... Some- I, I, yeah, I don't know what this, this is about. I'm going to do my best. It takes place in the wooded areas of Quebec, I Quebec, guess. I guess. I, we I, I mean, I thought this took place in France. We assumed it was France the whole uh, movie, and then... And we follow the around end, we... Uh, a bunch of different characters. They're all separate at the beginning, but they all meet up afterwards. There's a guy named Bonin, who's sort of like... Banan. A, yeah, Bonan. Banan. You know you like the banana. He's a, I guess, uh, like a, a zombie hunter type. When we first see him, he's like off burning bodies and trying to find these... Well, I, I keep saying zombies, but these are like, they're like semi-intelligent. They're closer to like crazy people than actual zombies, I'd say. They're like, they're they're more like the zombies in 28 Days Later. Well, than, yeah, because they run fast. They're but the fast they, zombies. They're they not like, like the decaying some, living corpse zombies. Right, but you can tell like there's some semblance of like conscious behavior going on in them. I mean, it's very minimal. Yeah, because they, they, they try really hard to be creepy and disturbing yeah, cause cause they because they just stand they, on the side of the road. They stand on the side of the road instead of running around. Yes, right. That's the newest take on zombies. What if they just stood absolutely still? (laughs) Isn't that terrifying? (laughs) You know, when we sat down to watch this movie, we were joking about not wanting to read subtitles. And I said, oh, don't worry. This is mostly just going to be French people screaming. And that was a joke. But that is basically what this movie (laughs) was. Yeah, I would say a solid 40 (laughs) to 50 percent. You you forget that that screaming is also um, interspersed with nice little five minute monologues for each character in the this movie to just talk about uh, my life before oh what would i have done differently now these these i was working so. at a sex shop and i was dancing outside in a bikini and man 
I wish I could go back to work instead of being chased around by zombies. Oh, I want to go see Mickey Mouse. I want to take my kids to see Mickey Mouse. (laughs) It doesn't find, it never finds a good middle ground between any, either of these moments. This movie's hella pretentious, dude. But I don't feel like it actually has anything to say. It thinks it has something to say. That's just so fucking boring. Long bouts of nothing. It's so dour. Like, I'd say like 60 to 70% of the movie is just the characters shuffling around looking sad, looking at their feet, you know? I I don't think that it even succeeds in being like sad or like... No, it's it's not. It's not. But it's so dour and so (laughs) devoid of any sort of fun or joy. You know, for me... I think a zombie film that is entirely devoid of fun is almost kind of inexcusable. My counterpoint to that would be I don't really care too much about fun as long as the story is tight. Oh, sure. The biggest problem I had with this is it was a bunch of disparate, tangential stories. Yeah, nothing felt like like the story feels so It was a bunch of different sects of people walking around fields and eventually the stories come together, but not even in a satisfying way. No, 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 there's there's literally just one point where the main group is sitting in the woods by the river and two characters that they keep cutting back to the entire movie just walk up and nobody... (laughs) Nobody says anything. They just like, oh, well, now all the characters are together. Nobody acknowledges it or anything. They don't know these people. They're just kind of a part of their group now. If you could not tell already, whoever's listening, that we're we're not fans of this movie. But Oh, no I shit. We should just get this out of the way now. I think the one thing that we can all agree was... A strength in the movie is the cinematography. That's it's, about the like, only... The it stri- is a really good-looking movie. Like, I, it's... It, no, it's it's very nicely shot. There's some some very uh, pleasant visual moments. Uh, it all you know, it looks very clean, That's properly a surprisingly exposed. Surprisingly good gore too. The uh, yeah. some of the the practical effects are pretty good. Uh, well, some of it's probably CG, but the gore is fine. But there's not even enough gore. You know, like any time it got bloody, I was like, okay, this is starting to win me over a little bit more, and then it just gets fucking boring again. I think one of the biggest sins is that I don't care about any of these characters. No, not no. the none movie. Of them there's are so up. there's so many of them. None of them are set up. We kind of just jump into their story, but they don't give me any reason to care about them because they have basically zero dramatic range and that's not saying the actors have no range but the characters have no range they're all just so mopey and oh man the zombie apocalypse and i can't go back to my day-to-day life and all of my loved ones are dead and i'm sad oh man zombies are here now i can't work at the sex shop with my friend (laughs) it's the most like existentially angsty movie i've seen in a long fucking time. Right, and it doesn't and as somebody, really have a right to be. Well, and as somebody who is constantly overwhelmed with existential angst, <laughs> this movie did not speak to me in any way. I'm so baffled because after after we watched this, I was looking at reviews just to see what is going yeah, right, on. And figure like, out what could, everyone else seems to really yeah, like I feel this like movie. we're on a different wavelength than everyone else. I think my theory is correct. I want to... I <laughs> 
read this uh, opening paragraph from a letterboxed uh, review I found. Very impressed with this French-Canadian indie zombie film. Personally, I love watching horror movies in another language with subtitles. I don't know why. It's just interesting. I think I think your your joke might be correct. No, I mean are... that's just one. Yeah, no, that's just that's just one guy. idiot. The, I found another review too that like you know that's like that's like a someone's like oh it's French so it's smart but then I found this other review where it's like it feels I'm, like it's like, trying to be like, smart. I'm but... smart and I'm going to project. Fucking here. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it in, in French. Le FM, which is what Raven, you know, yeah. that's the French title. Les FM. Le, Les FM's spry invocation of frontier politics proposes critical considerations of sovereignty, discourse, land title defense, and cultural dominance, which is a lie. No, don't believe this none reviewer. None of that's in the movie. And also, I just saw this. The director, uh, what's his name? Ro- Robin O'Bear. Rob- Robin O'Bear, yeah. Uh, Aubert complicates decidedly white Quebecois sovereignty narratives with the conspicuous early inclusion of the endearing and exceedingly virtuous protagonist Vagina, or Vagina, who is black. And as is somewhat humorously custom to the genre, he's the first to perish with a legacy dangling somewhere between Canary in the Coal Mine and Magical Negro. <laughs> what? Yeah. what? Yeah. Oh, my Jeez. God. Holy shit, dude. This oh is an God. awful reviewer. Who is well, this? Well, it's like this guy. This It's just some fucking like reviewer Trash person man. from... Uh, from Cinemascope, <laughs> it's like this. Uh, maybe it's only uh, French and French Canadians that get the nuance of this film, and us as dumb Americans, you know, no, I don't he, get that, it. That review is shit, though, because he's claiming there's a bunch of bigger ideas and themes going on, and then he doesn't back it up at all. That's true. Like, and you know, I mean, maybe there is something to be said that if you understand or know anything about Quebecy politics or things like that then maybe this does have something to say but jesus christ like i was trying so hard to figure out what the point of this movie is and i still cannot fucking find one yeah no fuck that like there's no sovereignty allegories or themes in this because it's I didn't not see like that either. actual humans ever have conflict with each other so there's nothing built up from that yeah there's no inner well like, yeah see that's that the thing that's that's like in in so many zombie movies, which I mean, I'm not as big of a zombie guy as you are. Like I love Romero and I love his early stuff, but it's like a big hallmark of good zombie stories is like the zombies are a secondary threat. The collapse of society allows for the worst aspects of humanity to come to yeah. the fore. Oh yes, that's what like not to bring up The Walking Dead because that show fucking sucks now, <laughs> but like. But that's I mean, like that's, the whole point of The Walking right, Dead, and, and the first couple of seasons was really, yeah, were really the theme, good. The thematic material doesn't come from the zombies; it comes from the, right. the human interaction. The zombies, the zombies are a threat, of course, but it's because the that society has collapsed that allows really shitty people to take power, and that's why in zombie movies, it's like the the main threat always comes from the other people and right. not from it's, the zombies. It's the bikers in Dawn of the Dead, it's right? The, exactly. The shitty military crony 
cronies from Day of the from Dead. From Day of the Dead. Um, the shitty military cronies from 28 Days Later. Right, so, exactly. It's, like, the zombies it's, it's are secondary. Abusive, uh, it's overbearing mothers in Dead Alive. Like, there's, a, but in, there's always still something. But in, don't you see, guys? He tells bad jokes. And then that's why the Quebecis right, are dominated sovereignly. <laughs> I know <laughs> understand why there is so much bullshit I don't, around this movie like no it's like there's and the zombies are frustrating to me they're honestly one of the more frustrating aspects of it because it seems like they're trying so hard to make the zombies seem creepy but it's like blatantly cinematic manipulative creepiness where oh look there's somebody who's covered in blood just standing totally still in a field isn't that eerie because that's not what normal people do look at how creepy all of those zombies are just standing there not that's moving the only card that the and then has. they start shrieking yeah. yeah the biggest problem i had is they're fast zombies right but like half the time like people just like stand around and wait for them to start chasing them oh yeah Oh, yeah. And there's so many times in this movie, too, where there will be a character standing somewhere and you can tell because of the way it's framed that, Something's like, the, cam- the camera is going to move to the side and yeah. the zombie's going to be standing like right there. And, sh- and sure enough, happens. every single fucking time, it's like, Bleh, zombie's there. There's that scene where there's a zombie in a very foggy field. Oh, yeah. And we hear the sounds of a crying baby, and as the character gets closer, it's revealed that she's a zombie with a baby doll that apparently only cries. Yeah, you pull a cord and it cries, and I legitimately for a second thought that it was just a really bad baby prop (laughs) until I saw her pull the cord. I'm like, "That's that's a... Bad fucking baby. It's like, <laughs> like oh like no, a, wait, it's a doll. Like an American sniper baby. <laughs> um, yeah, for some reason, the zombies stack chairs in fields, which is never just chairs explained. and and other furniture and objects, and then they they so they just build these massive like pylons. And then just stand around them. And the first time we see that, I'm like, okay, all right, interesting. That's something That's something new. Maybe we're going to get something interesting from that. And that was like halfway through the movie. And I'm like, it's too late. But, you know, maybe, maybe at least the second half of this movie is going to redeem itself. And then it's never addressed. Never. Well, yeah, and the tower gets to the point where there's no way they could Well, yeah, it's so, it's so tall. There. Like, there's no way the zombies would ever be able to do that. And then at the end, when all the other characters are dead and it's just the little little girl left she walks past like a small pile of like toys is like oh, oh yeah. did the zombie children yeah, stack yeah, up right, their the toys or kids, something yes <laughs> uh and but you don't get it it's like are the zombies they're so mindless they they can't even <laughs> emulate their past lives they forgot just, how to use chairs so they just stack them up instead <laughs> at least according to the cinemascope <laughs> the, review, that's what it's supposed to the, mean the tower of chairs is a metaphor for the consumerism of the the people of the zombies it's like what? I feel like this movie is for people who think that Blumhouse movies like are too like they're too smart for them which 
like, yeah, most people are too smart for them, but that like they're better. Than this those is kind a, of this movies. is a this is a pretentious man zombie yes. movie for sure. Yeah. Absolutely, it, it feels like someone who only watches foreign films that have come out in the last five years. Yeah, it's <laughs> to it's, feel smart. Well, that's the thing. This movie presents itself as being so full of commentary and thought and you know trying to provoke certain ideas but in reality it's just 100% hollow yeah and which hey maybe maybe only canadians will get something out of this movie oh, but you know you know why i think i kind of hate this movie so much what? and i just just occurred to me now this reminds me of a fucking nicholas winding rain film <laughs> <laughs> Not as pretty. Not as pretty, though. That's the thing. But entirely devoid of any sort of substance. But it looks nice. And people who want to seem smart love it. I haven't seen a lot of Nicholas Winding Rain's movies, but I will at least say that he knows what he's doing. Like, when- Well, no, see, that's the thing. The only movie of his that I legitimately enjoy is Drive, and that's because he didn't write it. I think he's a fine director, but I think he's a garbage writer, yeah, and all of his that. other movies that he have written are frustratingly this, bad. This movie felt like something a buddy of yours would come up with, like, oh, I got to spend like three months in the countryside at my aunt's place. I got all these local actors together just to make like this zombie film. It's like I'm a student. It's like a student film that had a really good budget. Right. Yeah. But it seems like it's it's really struggling to keep itself together. At each moment, I felt like this movie is about to like n- not be a movie. It's about to just be like a fucking collection of scenes that they shot that don't really I mean, connect it, it together. It basically is. Yeah. Like, we've been super light on plot this entire review, and it's because there really is no plot. No, it's, the, it's, the, it's, the characters, only... it's characters moving from one location to the next, being sad and pining for their old lives. Which would be uh, much more bearable if we had ever felt these characters grew as the movie went on. But yeah. none of them, we never learned anything more than from the first like, like for, minute we ever see them. For instance, a movie that has basically the same premise but pulls it off better, even though I don't think the movie's fantastic, The Road. It's basically the same thing. It's very sad characters moving from one location to the next. Yeah. But at least the road has the characters have an arc. There's, there's a through line. In there's there. a yeah. there's a through line. I don't. Uh, I, think, I really enjoyed the road. I I thought it was. I, it's certainly not as good as the great. book. Oh, the book is fantastic. But so this is a book I, that we've all actually read. Yeah. The road. yeah <laughs> okay. No. Yeah. No. no I, yeah. The 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 book is is phenomenal. The movie doesn't quite live up to the book, but it's still a solidly done movie and this is like the road without any sort of through line you know (laughs) Cormac McCarthy and his writing and I think the road oh he's one of my favorite authors like it's so plain and bluntly put I don't think there's a whole lot like you need to read too deep into because I think he does a great job with explaining what's happening but with this like it's just so it's trying to be so heady and like have a bigger message than it can actually deliver it's just oh god what I also found really what I also found really annoying is that there are a couple of characters who have uh, wounds that we don't see them get. So the entire question through the entire movie is, are they bitten? Have they been bitten? And it's like, well, I, well, yeah. 
I, yeah, they have. It's like right, but, it's like who cares? Yeah, like, the ones the ones that have been bitten. You know, there's that moment in a lot of horror movies where oh, someone's hiding a bite, or like they're oh, they're they're just waiting to die, and then we'll have to put them down. Like there's going to be an emotional moment, but in this one, any of the characters that actually are bit, they end up dying before they ever turn into zombies. Or well, and except for the old guy who has the wound on his leg. And oh, then, yeah, right. and then, and everyone just seems to brush it off because he says he wasn't bitten, and then of course he was, and so he fucking tears the throat out of that uh, the young boy, you right, know. Which also, like, those... it's like who, like, why did why did you guys let that happen? Like, all the characters are underdeveloped, but the old man and that boy were probably the most cardboard cutout characters. I felt really bad that they even had to be there because they do yeah. nothing. And then, the like, the one movie. rich lady with. Who's really good with the machete after the boy gets bit and she kills the old guy and the boy's just like sitting there bleeding out from this enormous wound in his neck and she's just sitting there like I left my kids behind because I went to go get a manicure because I wanted to be the perfect wife. Blah blah uh, blah. Yeah, it's just like, right. oh and then God. she just and like cuts back to the boy, just like spurting blood <laughs> right. from his neck. Which, like, and then she like kill me. And then she like hands him a picture of her kids, and he's sitting there looking at it with blood spurting out of his neck. He's like, "My name's Remy." I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's so fucking frustrating. Uh-huh. Like, why are you trying to fucking philosophize? Like, the kid is literally about to die from an enormous bite wound in his neck. Why is this the time that you want to? sit down and talk about getting a manicure right you also know? inappropriate you're talking about like appeasing your husband like sexually and things like that it's like this kid's dying this kid's definitely a virgin like this. he's right. he's never had sex and he's never going to because he's gonna be dead in seconds yeah, like fuck you we don't need you just like explaining how hard it is how hard it must be to be a woman in quebec like your 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 movie isn't worth this sort of dialogue. And for some reason at the end of the movie everybody decides to sacrifice themselves oh, yeah. for no reason. Right. All yeah. like every single person runs off like I'm gonna be the martyr. I'm a, yeah, like, no, yeah, they I'm all, gonna be the martyr. And then it just ends up being with like this little fucking six year old girl by herself completely and it's like oh we've we sacrificed ourselves so you can live but realistically like she's barely older than a toddler. They just left her to die. They, they just left her to die basically. Well I mean she does find the nasty car man oh, at, the oh, end, yes. at the end which i hope they don't think that that's like a setup payoff sort of thing that they did because it's just so unnecessary because like, we're not introduced to his character beyond like a two-minute scene at the him, beginning. Him making out with his cousin, you know. But yeah, at a, fucking, at a fucking NASCAR race and then a zombie comes up and bites the chick in the neck and then that's the last we see of him until the very end. He pulls up in his fucking NASCAR next to the, the little girl and right, like in takes his fucking, her. In his NASCAR uniform and she asks, are you an astronaut? <laughs> like, yeah, NAS, NASTRONAUT. Like, what? what kind of question is that? He's coming up in a race car, sure He's wearing like a jumpsuit, but it has NASCAR and shit written all she over it. She probably can't read. And it's like one of those dumb things that like the director wrote. It's like, oh, there's a like a. Uh, that's thing. funny. This we see this guy at the very beginning, and then he's also the last guy we see at the yeah, end. And I was like, oh, he's managed to survive this, this whole time. Kid <laughs> that he's an it's astronaut. like a circle. 
Flat circle. Tom is a flat circle. Um, Two things before we close up here. Yeah, I don't think we. I don't think any of us have much more to say. We're just ranting about how much we enjoyed this movie. That that whole scene where they're driving in the pickup and there's the zombie in the back of the pickup. Oh yeah, and she shoots him in the fucking head. Yeah, and And then then she spends the next, like, two minutes trying to (laughs) wipe off her accordion with a map. With a map. When she's wearing a bloody shawl that could do it, like, in seconds. Yeah, and Banana is even like, oh, that's my map, though. (laughs) I'm honestly upset that we didn't get her, because she plays, like, she's carrying the accordion around the entire movie. The entire movie. movie. And we all assume it's like, she's going to play the accordion to sacrifice her. Herself, and then we only get two measly notes. I wanted her to bla- I wanted a fucking ballad from her. I wanted I to hear some around. weird alpaca <laughs> shit. Right? Dude, that's, <laughs> that's the thing, though. She spends the entire fucking goddamn movie carrying around this accordion for no reason. We never see anybody use it. And then at the end, when she's gonna lead the zombies away from the little girl, she starts playing the accordion, and the song doesn't even fucking slap, though. No, yeah. it doesn't slap. It, the song, no. it does not even. <laughs> slap. You're it's like three right. notes and then that's it. And then the little girl finds the accordion again later and decides to carry it around even though it's like the size of her. What is that? What is that about? Why is there a fucking accordion? I guess we sh- we can talk about the the one slightly redeemable thing. It's yeah, the, sol- the soldier, the the soldier hitchhiker. There's this uh, soldier guy who seems like he doesn't realize a zombie outbreak is going on Yeah, I think all. I think he's, he's supposed to to be crazy or something oh well the only explanation for that we get is uh banana says uh he thinks he's returning from a mission that he never went on and that's all they ever say but he's like in his whole uniform and he's got a big duffel bag and literally anytime they ever pull over their pickup truck he just happens to be there and he pops up from the side of the truck and scares them and goes ah like they're driving around in cars he's just walking but he seems to he seems any everywhere, every, they, go, everywhere they happen time. to pull over it's just always you're sitting in the pickup truck and then he comes up and he's like ah it's a dumb thing but at least it has <laughs> one of the only satisfying moments in the movie where of course the third time he does it one of the women who's been told, like, hey, if you hear anything, just turn and shoot. And yeah, which is also bad advice. <laughs> like, when, when the old lady is teaching her how to use the gun, she's like, if you hear a growl, don't even look. Just turn towards it and shoot. Right. Which is <laughs> terrible advice. And, of course, she's got the gun, and she hears a rah, and she turns around and shoots crazy soldier guy. But then <laughs> uh, the uh, banana, he comes up, and he's like, He's been bitten. You did the right thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he had actually been bitten. I think they were no, just trying no, to but justify. Yeah. But then immediately, like, the old woman takes her gun back. It's like, well, yeah, he was infected anyway. I mean, that was that was the only point in the movie that got any sort of emotional reaction out yeah. of any and of us, I think. that wasn't all that original. They basically do the same thing in Zombieland with Bill Murray. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know? Like, it's not an original idea. Nothing in this movie is an original idea. Basically, everything except other... Except for the zombies stacking the chairs, which never gets any sort of explanation or payoff. Everything else is something that you can find from any other number of zombie movies yeah. that are either 
more fun, more interesting, have better characters, have a tighter story, or any combination of the above. All this movie has going for it is that it looks very pretty. It's yeah. well it's well shot, you know. It's not it's not bad to look at, but it's just uh, really fucking boring. Yeah, let's rate this. Okay. I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. No, me either. I think we've said about everything we need to. You yeah. can start. It was an ordeal, to say the least. It was rough to get through. 100 minutes, but it felt like three hours. Way too meandering. No focus. The few original ideas it had, like the chair stacking and stuff, weren't good ideas. Well, they never got any just payoff. Because, just because they're original ideas doesn't mean they're good ideas. And I think this movie is getting way too much hype for some reason, and it's not worth watching. You'll regret it, most likely, if you're anything like us. It's a dour, boring exercise of a movie. I'm going to give it a one and a half out of five. Um, yeah, basically, that's my my thoughts exactly. I was, this is one of those movies where at a certain point I was checking my phone, like, every five minutes to see if it was almost over, you know? It was, it was a fucking slog. I'm gonna give it the same, a one and a half out of five. It's, it's not interesting, it's not smart, it's not fun. In fact, fun is maybe the last word I would ever use to describe this movie. I don't ever want to see it again. <laughs> You know, I, I've talked in many other episodes about how I need to give Mother another chance because seeing this sort of movie and seeing the way people are reacting to it, I can see more of what people enjoyed or appreciated about Mother, but I cannot see what people enjoyed or appreciated about I this. would definitely rather watch Mother than this, and I did not like Mother. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd feel the same. I'd rather watch The Snowman than uh, <laughs> I would also rather watch The Snowman than this. I would rather watch Amityville The Awakening oh than this. Oh my god, yeah. Although I would rather watch this than Fear.com. Right, because <laughs> because even if a movie seems like it's, it's, it's made competently enough for that... At least Amityville the Awakening had Raisin Boy. <laughs> right, like like all these dumb movies that we can find something to enjoy throughout all of them. But with this, it was just such a, such a bore. And I was really happy when it ended. I mean, I wasn't happy we had to sit through it all, but I guess that's on me. Thanks, I, Eugene. Yeah, right. No, you guys are welcome. <laughs> but I'm going to give it a one out of five. Besides the cinematography, there really isn't much else worth seeing in this. So, all right, very bad, very bad Quebec. And anyone who's saying this is a good movie, you're just ma you're 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 making bigger morons. You like it because it's in French. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> very bad, very bad movie. Worst movie of 2018 so, so far for me. Well, it's yeah, I guess technically it's 2017, but yeah, this is not a fun movie. Uh, that gives Ravenous an average rating of 1.3 pods out of five. I mean, I guess if you like this movie, get at us. I I think it's going to be really hard to convince any of us that this is not just a fucking dull snooze fest. But uh, I guess if you want to fight us about that, then hit us up at podpeoplepod at gmail.com or podpeoplepod on Facebook and Twitter. Um, we welcome a good argument, I guess. Hey, if you want to be wrong. If you want to be, if you if you want to be wrong, then hey, honestly, if you if you saw what other people are seeing in this movie, please try and let us know because 
we don't see it. <laughs> Help us understand, maybe, but that's going to be a tall task. <laughs> if you like the show better than you like Ravenous, then you can leave us a rating and review at Apple Podcasts. Take a few seconds out of your day to do that, please, and thank you. We promise to provide more interesting content than this movie that we just watched, or at least we'll try our fucking hardest. The show is produced and scored by Ben and edited by me. Uh, I don't really have anything else that I need to plug today. Do you guys have anything? Go see Strangers Pray at Night instead of this. <laughs> or fucking yeah. go watch the Poughkeepsie tapes over this. They'll right. give you a much and more... keep up with the new season of Atlanta. It's very good. Yeah, I'm a couple episodes behind, but it is very good. As I said before, dubs, back rubs in the tub. I'm not submissive. I'm dub massive. So... <laughs> Just keep that in mind, everybody. Well, thank you, as always, for listening. We'll be back next week with a full-length episode. We're still trying to figure out what that theme's going to be, but uh, it'll be something fun, we promise. Uh, I'm Matisse Van Rossum. I'm Ben Sheets. And I am Eugene Lundin. Watch out for those French-Canadian zombies standing in the woods. Stacking They're- furniture and yeah. screaming. They sure are something. Ah! <laughs>